hope you enjoy that conversation with Ruth. Certainly as someone who knows her a little bit and watching on the screen, her passion for all things teaming just is unbounded. It just pours through the microphone and the screen. For me, there was three really different and important things that jumped out at me. The first one that jumped out at me in terms of importance, and it's a conversation I have with a lot of leadership teams who get stuck on the structure and the size of the leadership team. And Ruth, I think, identified three different things that are worth thinking about. The first one, of course, is don't feel that everyone needs to be on the leadership team. In fact, that decision is often a very poor or unthought about decision, and it's the wrong one to make. The idea that leadership team structure needs to be made up of the smallest number of people possible for the topic at hand is a very good guiding piece. And she suggests that there's three different types of leadership teams that can occur within the leadership team structure. The first one is around alignment. And therefore, this probably has the widest number of people on the team. And this is sharing of information, business as usual type topics, and conversations that go towards alignment around the organization. That is the core purpose of that team. A smaller subset, then it goes towards operational management of the organization. And this will have a set of folks whose ultimate day roles are involved in decision-making and operationalizing of those decisions. And then the smallest group possible is who's ultimately involved in the strategic decisions that are made around the organization. When you look at those three different areas, not every leadership team needs to have those three areas within their group. But my experience is most leadership teams default to the first one, which is everybody on the group because... Everyone needs to know everything. And my experience is that often leads to confusion, boredom, bureaucracy, and a lack of speed towards outcomes. The second thing that Ruth talked about that I really liked was this idea of if a team has already agreed on its purpose, it has agreed on its structure, it has agreed on its operating rhythm, it has agreed on its norms, then Every time it comes together, putting aside something like 15 minutes halfway through the day just to pause and reflect on how are we going, what are we learning, what are we not doing, and what do we need to recorrect is a very simple but powerful way of the group to learn together. And this is why team coaching using external coaches may not be as needed as often seems to be the case. And the team can learn to do that by itself. Roots suggesting is that by doing that regularly, different members of the team can take charge of facilitating that conversation. So it doesn't have to sit in the lap of the leader the whole time or with the head of HR, or is, as is often the case. Each member of the team has responsibility for the conversation. And whilst it might feel clunky initially, the team is learning to not just answer the question. This nerd is learning to reflect together and is learning to you know, shift or tweak or pivot as need be. And the third and final part that really emerged from this conversation that I, that I really enjoyed is this idea of network of teams or team of teams. And I like the distinction that Ruth made here is that some people think that team of teams is another way of describing the actual organizational hierarchy and that it could not be further than the truth. My experience in this area is that a network team or a network of teams or indeed a team of teams, to use that phrase, is really a ecosystem approach. And it's a mindset approach to how does our team work with your teams in order to get a better outcome for all of us. 
And if there is a common need, and indeed the example I shared in this conversation was the healthcare industry addressing COVID led to extraordinary collaboration across different sectors and a speed to market that is unheard of in terms of vaccine development. And have we not benefited from that in a global sense? But the approach was it may not have been a formalized ecosystem of network teams. When you dig into what actually happened, many of the organizations who were involved in that space set up an approach where our teams will work with our competitors, we'll work with the government authorities, we'll work with the research authorities to accelerate the outcome for this. Therefore, the mindset that we need to bring to this is how do we work together for a common purpose that is far bigger than any one of us trying to solve this together. When you think about some of the global issues that we face today, climate change being an obvious one. And if you think that your own industry sector, I'm sure each industry sector has its own issues that it needs to solve. The idea of thinking at a level of a network team or a team of teams is a powerful way of aspiration and thinking about that. And I love Ruth's notion of if we're able to spread the ability to collaborate across many, many folks, this will lead to solving problems that we cannot do by ourselves. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Leadership Diet. We hope you enjoyed it. Head over to www.theleadershipdiet.com where you can subscribe to the podcast, to our blogs, and retrieve the show notes from each episode. Every show note has links to whatever resources were mentioned by our guest, including their favorite song or band. And the best way you can support this podcast is by subscribing and sharing it with your colleagues and friends so they can hear the insights from our guests as well. Thank you.